What's going on, everybody, and welcome back for yet another episode of Triggered. This is Triggered episode number 118. We're here on a very, very important Tuesday because today mm-hmm. is the Israeli election. Yep. And we're really holding out hope for our man BB over there. I think uh looks like it's going to be a very similar result to last time. Yeah. And he's going to be forced to form a coalition, so we're going to see what happens there. Uh, we're going to have Katie on on Thursday to discuss the results of the election, since she's very familiar with Israeli politics. So say a prayer today for our guys over there in Israel. Get out and vote. But the most important... Yeah, I'm sure everyone's listening in Israel. <laughs> um, the most important thing right now going on, obviously, is the entirely bullshit, quote, new allegations against Brett Kavanaugh. In a new New York Times op-ed, which was adapted from an anti-Kavanaugh book written by two liberal New York Times operatives, which try to go under the term of, quote, journalist. We all know that they're just fake news. They allege that during his time at Yale, Kavanaugh attended a party, dropped his pants, and did some terrible things, which is is so unbelievable just on face value. It completely doesn't make any sense, and... I don't even want to get into the details of this because it's just so f-ing absurd. It's just so absurd. <laughs> but originally, this allegation was initially given by Max Steyer, who reported to the FBI and the Senate Judiciary Committee during the confirmation hearings. However, a detail that was left out is that he is a Clinton lawyer. <gasps> yes. Oh, my. Shocking, right? I oh, know. Shocked. They're all in bed with each it other. It sounds like there's a plan to character assassinate this man. Yeah. I, I, I yeah. could be crazy, right? And it could be crazy. And neither the FBI nor the Senate Judiciary Committee investigated the allegations because they found them so outrageous and uncorroborated. And just a little more on Steyer from the new book, who is, quote, a thought leader on federal government management issues in Washington Mm. as the founding president and chief executive of the Partnership for Public Service. Okay. Yeah, that's just a liberal pipe dream. Yeah, it sounds like a total communist outfit anyway. Yeah. And uh, But what they did leave out was that he was a Clinton defense lawyer during the Lewinsky scandal. Mm. And during that time, Brett Kavanaugh was one of Ken Starr's prosecutors investigating Clinton to whom Steyer lost. So clearly he has an axe to grind here. Yeah. He's a clear partisan, and he declined to give an interview for this anti-Kavanaugh book. Hmm. Yeah. It's hmm. just it's just so outrageous. So where uh, where where are we going with this now? <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Well, so apparently the New York Times uh, omitted in this op-ed that the female student who allegedly had Kavanaugh's, you know, pushed into her hand declined to be interviewed, and friends say that she does not recall the incident. Does okay. not recall the incident. All right. So no one can corroborate this. So everybody and, is speaking for her. Yeah. And then, so the New York Times decided to go to print yes. with something that's improper. Yes. That's great. So, basically, it's Storm, a friend of a friend of mine who knows the bagel guy, yeah. who knows another bagel guy's friend from said that this may another building happened. said that this happened. <laughs> yeah. It, it's just absurd. It's clearly done on purpose oh my as a character assassination because they can't get over the fact yeah. that they lost that battle. I mean, this was done to also start another set of impeachment Yeah, we're going oh, to oh, get sorry. to that. We're going to get to that. I, 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 it, oh, sorry. <laughs> I didn't see that there on the and, thing. But they had to issue this embarrassing correction. They did not apologize, no. even though they should have. No. It was a stealth edit. They tried to sneak the, that in. Yeah, yeah. This, this woman can't recall the incident and yeah. declined to comment. What does that yeah. tell you? 
this this isn't a serious news organization at this point. Yeah. This is leftist propaganda. Yeah. It's leftist propaganda. And it was supposed to bolster a similar claim made by the accuser Deborah Ramirez back during the confirmation hearings. And she herself said that she couldn't recall if it was in fact Brett Kavanaugh who did it. Oh my god. It's Yeah. <sighs> the Washington Post actually question why the times actually ran with the story yeah. as well so when the washington post is saying maybe this is journalistic malpractice a yeah. nice way of saying it among colleagues you and, know this is f- and in that allegation it, she <laughs> named three people as being witnesses to the incident but all three said that they could say with confidence that if the incident debbie alleges ever occurred we would have seen or heard about it and we did not yeah it's very clear here what's going on and it's time to, I guess, relitigate this whole thing. And if they want to do that, be my guest. Yeah. I will gladly fight this battle again. Yeah. It brings back memories, we'll great win. memories of a year we'll ago. We'll win again. But it's it's just unbelievable to me. Mm-hmm. And also, also, we have now coming out that at the same time, we all remember Christine Blasey Ford, right? Yeah, yeah. It's also said that the person who said, well, maybe this did happen, was pressured by Blasey Ford's allies, which we can only assume means that liberal lawyer, whatever her name is, yeah, Deborah yeah. Katz, I think yeah, it is, De- right? Yeah, Deborah Katz. The Clinton operative. It, it's interesting how they all go I back know. to the Clintons here. Yeah. It's really the revenge of the Clintons yeah. for, for you know, their yeah. investigations. Yep. And it's just obvious that this is all a total lie. Yeah. And the New York Times authors have questioned Kaiser's denials by suggesting her struggles with addiction may be why her memory is bad. How disgusting is that? Oh, my God. It, 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 and in this new book, Kaiser is also quoted as saying, the guy, in reference to Kavanaugh, has a very impressive record. He has a really impressive record. So the bottom line is, you don't just screw with the process here, I don't think. That's my belief. Mm-hmm. And keep in mind, she's a Democrat. Yeah. She has a podcast with with former Fox News contributor Bob Beckel, which it, is hilarious. Yeah, if you don't get in line, they will destroy you. Yeah. No matter what. I mean, that's what this is here. And it, it's time to fight back against yeah. this fake news propaganda yeah. that comes out of the left. They have, they've wanted to take Kavanaugh down since day one. Yeah. They said it before Trump even named him as the nominee. We will take this nominee down. They tried and they failed last year. And now they've come back for a second run here. And this underscores just the absolute need that we cannot turn our country over to these insane leftists. No, we can't. And we need to reelect President Trump. And we're actually proud to announce today that we have formed a partnership with the President Donald J. Trump Incorporated campaign. All right. And he would like our triggered listeners, our great patriots, to sign up. And I have a message from him here. Every day, President Trump is facing unprecedented obstruction and harassment from the liberal mob and their fake news allies. He's been exonerated twice, and they're still calling for his impeachment because they know it's their only hope. He needs support now more than ever from great patriots like you, our triggered listeners. Text TRIGGERED to 88022 to receive official Trump alerts directly to your phone. You'll gain exclusive 2020 updates directly from President Trump himself. Be the first to know when new Trump merchandise is available, and you'll even be able to give your input on key issues to help shape the 2020 campaign. Again, all you have to do is text TRIGGERED to 88022 
to become a part of Team Trump. While Democrats and the fake news media have spent the last two years focused on bogus witch hunts, President Trump has been working around the clock to make America great again. We need to win in 2020. Make sure you're getting your news directly from the source by texting TRIGGERED to 88022 now. That's TRIGGERED to 88022. This was paid for by the Trump Make America Great Again Committee, a joint fundraising committee authorized by and composed of Donald J. Trump for President Incorporated and the Republican National Committee that's dedicated to making America great again. And that's get, it, folks. Yeah. We've got to do it. Get to it, man. you got to get, get on to Team it. Trump. Because Sign up. We, we, we can't lose our country to these people. No. It's no. become more and more obvious by the day yeah. that the radical left, fueled by their socialist ideas— they want to destroy America the way we know it now. Yeah. And it's the death of the country if we lose in 2020. Yeah. It's it's come time to stand up and fight and yeah. no more of this well, you know, this might be, you know. Let's we, lose we, with honor all yeah, this bull- Yeah. We got to fight because and, and and delivering haymakers in in defense is not enough. As we've said many times in this show, mm-hmm. we have to fix bayonets. Yep. And we have to fight for our rights here. And look what they're trying to do. They're trying to impeach Brett Kavanaugh. Yeah. Just today, apparently now, Representative Ayanna Presley, member of the squad. The Ringo Starr member of the yeah, squad. Yeah, yeah. She's definitely the yeah. loser of the crew. <laughs> is, of course, going to introduce a resolution calling for Kavanaugh's impeachment. And it's the same thing that they want to do to President Trump. It's the same thing. They, yeah. they want to impeach him for nothing. They've got nothing. Yeah. As as the famous movie you line goes, nothing. you got nothing. Yeah, the Untouchables. You don't got the bookkeeper. You got nothing. Yep. You ain't got a thing. <laughs> and, and and if you want to see what the left wants our country to turn into, let's just look at Montgomery County, just across the river here yeah. from Arlington. We now have a new case of rape. Are you kidding me? Twenty-one-year-old Wilder Hernandez Nolasco of Silver Spring, Maryland, also a Honduran native, said that he would ground a victim for 100 days if she told anyone about the constant rape of this six-year-old girl. Six? Six-year-old girl. He faces 155 years in prison, and ICE did not comment on his immigration status, which means he may be here legally or may have been granted citizenship. But either way, I'm gonna he was not born yeah, here. Yeah, I, I, And <laughs> he, he is not a native U.S. citizen. And it begs the question... We need to re-examine our immigration system. Yeah, and who comes here. Yes. The diversity visa lottery needs to be canceled. Yes. We need to have an immigration system based on merit. Yep. And that's not a radical idea. No. Many other countries that these liberals love to hold up as beacons, you know, the shining city on the hill, have merit-based immigration. Australia has, and apparently we should should adopt their gun laws. Australia, Canada. Yep. They all do it. Yeah. So it's time that we stop. Taking in people who have propensity to be criminals. President Trump was 100% right when he said they're not sending their best people. Why would you want to export your best people to another country? Right? It just makes sense. It's common sense. And he says the things that are common sense that politicians for years and years and years have refused to say. And that's why they can't stand President Trump. And one of the best lines from his rallies and he said it again last night. That was a good rally. It was a great rally. That was rally, a great by the way. rally last night. He says, "I'm president, and they're not." Yeah, and that is <laughs> yes. that is the entire issue here. Yeah, is that they can't control him. Yeah, like they've controlled presidents in the past. Yeah, and they're upset that it's not their guy in the White House. Yep. And meanwhile, 
I love it yeah. because he is my president. Yeah. And he's our president. Yeah. So and, and you know what? Honestly, like, the, like, <laughs> I mean, he's the most accessible president for these people. If if you're well, that's a whole other. If issue. you're if you're a true reporter, like you just gotta love the fact that he you know he has a Twitter feed, he answers questions, he holds press conferences, impromptu ones, no doubt. He's but, answered more pre- yeah. He's answered more questions directly from the press than President Obama answered from the yeah, press in eight years. Exactly. And I'm confident in saying yeah. that because every single time he goes to that helicopter, yeah. he stops at he the stops. gaggle. Yeah. And so, he stops for about almost an hour sometimes. Yeah, well, 30, thirty minutes. Thirty minutes. That, yeah. That's solid. That, that's that's a typical press briefing. Yeah. So so would you rather hear from the people, president himself? Yeah. Or from his staff? Yeah. That's what it comes down to. You know why they want the press briefing? Because yeah. they want the cameras on oh, themselves. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That's what oh, yeah. really pisses them off is that they don't get the camera time, yeah. especially the people like Jim Acosta. It's the exact. I was exactly going to say that the, the the Jim Acosta show can't can't uh, be broadcast if that that doesn't happen. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So either way, we have to reelect President yeah. Trump, and it's time to step up and fight for his reelection campaign, no matter what. Yes, at all costs. Yeah, we got to I mean, win. We have to save our country, folks. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's we're at the point now they, where this is a turning point for generations. Yeah. The to enemy come. is at the gates, and 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 they are. Yeah, they have a lot of resources. They have institutional monopolies. Mm-hmm. It is going to be the fight of our lives, and it's going to be nasty. Well, so Nasty. actually, someone sent me an article uh, last night, one of my good friends, and he it was from The Federalist, and it's about how a mother took her son to school, and at essentially like the orientation, and you know, the first kickoff of classes and stuff like that, the liberal indoctrination that's occurring down at Virginia Tech, oh, and man. I highly encourage you all to go read this article, mm-hmm. really what these colleges are doing to our youth is disgusting. And it's going to have a very, very large effect on the politics of this country because there's no conservative viewpoints being even given close to fair time yeah. at these colleges. Yeah. And when I was just graduating, it was getting really, really bad. I got kicked out of student government for saying illegal immigrants shouldn't get in-state tuition. And it's yeah, I know. You I know Nazi. shocking, right? Yeah. And then was refused due process through a uh impeachment inquiry. Yeah. Even though I wanted it because yeah. I knew I would win in the Senate. Yeah. Um So basically you were kicked out. I was like, kicked out like, illegally. Like, yeah. like like Delta House and really Animal House. An animal house yeah. You know? yeah, really <laughs> yeah. I should have sued the shit out of George Mason for violating my First Amendment rights. Yeah. But water under the bridge at this point yeah. as you can tell i'm still a little yeah. salty about i don't it. think so bro yeah storm's waiting for his revenge screw those people <laughs> they're all a bunch of liberal it's socialist like, um, bastards it's like, it's like coach bobby knight and he's like no but everyone had indiana i hope they're all dead <laughs> <laughs> yeah you know it's, when he was asking if i would go back <laughs> it is what it is and and it's just one thing after the other of of these all they may all seem like small examples here but really mm-hmm. the monopoly on academia the media it by liberals is a problem yeah and our, they're trying to indoctrinate centers yeah yeah it's our yeah. cultural centers and you know pol- you know politics and culture go hand in hand statements like you know candidate x is the is should be hired because they're the best suited for the job mm-hmm. if that's considered controversial then we've gone off the rails and we have yeah you know i mean and, 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 and that's a tame example mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> Well, let's so. let's talk about anti-Semitism here for a second, because our oh, pal yeah. Linda Sarsour, you know, the resident terrorist that we've got uh, roaming around political activism nowadays, has been removed from the Women's March board for anti-Semitism, which hmm. last night we heard a collective, well, duh, 
from the conservative media that's been covering this for three years. I know. Three years. And just now they say, oh, well, you know, she might be a little too anti-Semitic for us. And she's friends with Louis Farrakhan, of course, calls Jews termites. Yep. And, but there is one thing that she does that's odd. She is a large, large supporter of Bernie Sanders, and he has not disavowed her. Hmm. Very interesting, right? Hmm. So, apparently, accusations of anti-Semitism, infighting, and financial mismanagement were behind Linda Sarsour departing from the board, along with two others who were just radical leftist anti-Semites. The three were replaced by 16 new board members, which include three Jewish women, a transgender woman, a former legislator, and a whole bunch of, you know, whatever intersectional politics that they want to pull from. So a guy. Yeah, yeah. Tamika Mallory called Louis Farrakhan the GOAT, of course, which is the greatest of all time, and was confronted about it on The View by Meghan McCain, had no good answer for that. Back in February, Tamika Mallory defended Representative Ilhan Omar's anti-Semitism and terrorist ideals, saying she was being attacked because she was a black woman, which is interesting. And in April, Sarsour and Mallory also defended Omar's some people did something comments in relation to 9-11, saying they stood with the freshman congresswoman. Well, that's not too much of a surprise that they would hate America and and be happy that 9-11 happened. They probably it, think Israel did it. Yeah, but this That's is a just, crazy. This is theory. a snapshot into yeah. the left's beliefs nowadays. Yeah, because they are comfortable palling around with anti-Semites. Yeah, they hate Jews, and and they hate Israel. They hate Israel, and they hate America. But the but the anti-Semitism problem has been brewing for quite some time, and it's not you know everywhere pretty much. It's the left just is a magnet for these people. Yeah, so. It's, it's interesting. I, yeah. it's, I, mean, I mean, it's after a period of time, we get to the point where we have to call these people out yeah. for what they are. Is she going to start? She She's definitely going to start her own, like, separate women's movement. Maybe. Women's march, maybe. you know, sect, and then they're going to fight each other. But Delicious. I, I'm, I'm tired of calling these people terrorist sympathizers because they very much are in line with these ideals. It's not just sympathy. It's active advocacy. Yeah, isn't Sarsour pro Sharia law? Yes, that's okay. Yes. There you go. Boom. Yeah. It will. <laughs> the, the, the overarching thing here is you can't you can't reconcile the left's love for you know this type of anti semitism and Islamic beliefs where they throw gay people off roofs and they stone women to death and women don't have any rights. Yeah. With their you know inclusive intersectional politics. Yeah. It just doesn't match. Yeah. So I, I think there's eventually going to be a massive eruption of chaos, yeah. which you may see the beginning of now. Yeah. And I mean, you, 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 you mean you're seeing little little slivers there's of There's cracks. It. Yeah. Like yes. there is a yes. uh, there, it's uh, in Chicago. There's something called the Dyke March. Yeah. And, <laughs> and there was a a a Jewish lesbian who had this, the the uh, Israeli flag, but the rainbow version of it. Mm-hmm. She was asked to leave because she was uh, triggering some people there. Well, the same thing happened uh, here in D.C. too. Oh, get out! Remember the pride, the pride march, uh, or the pride parade, or whatever it is, yeah. banned banned the Israeli flag. Oh yeah, I remember. Because oh. yeah. it may because <laughs> yeah, it yeah. may make people feel a little yeah. uncomfortable. Oh my god, it's just absurd. Oh it's my absurd. god. Turning back more so to some politics we've yeah. got going Staying on right in now. D.C. <laughs> yeah, so. 
We now have learned that the long, long, long awaited IG report, the Inspector General's report of the Department of Justice on the FISA abuses, Inspector General Horowitz yes. has completed a draft of his report and has delivered it to Attorney General Barr, who is now in the process of reviewing it with the FBI for redactions, which I'm sure the FBI is going to want to redact a ton of and I yeah, hope Barr yeah. vetoes a lot yeah. of that. Yeah. And we're going to find out. Yeah. We're now going to find out what we've been waiting for for a long time and what we all know to be the case yeah. is that these people attempted a coup against our duly elected president. Closest thing to a coup. Yeah. Absolutely. It's as close as you can get without marching on D.C. Yeah. I mean... <laughs> I mean, that's what it is. I mean, it, I mean, it has to be. I mean, top officials meeting, mm-hmm. talking about 25th Amendment nonsense, using this this biased piece of political propaganda to to execute a spy campaign mm-hmm. on mm-hmm. the opposing party of a presidential campaign. A lot of nasty stuff here. And this is the holy grail of the Russian collusion myth. Yeah. So... Yeah. It's going to be fully gutted. I mean, the, it, the Mueller report already pretty much gutted it because it said that the Steele dossier was straight trash. But this is going to be like the final headshot. And interestingly enough, we have many, many Obama officials lining up to defend mm. Andrew McCabe, you know, sleazy McCabe, who yeah. was behind a lot of this. Yeah. Except for one person, which was conspicuously missing. Jim Comey. Oh. I think... Our boy Comey, Mr. Stare Up Into the Trees in the Woods, yeah. is a little bit nervous. Oh, yeah. And he, as he should be. Yeah. Because realistically, all these people belong in jail. Yeah. And I think we might finally yeah. get some actual justice. Yeah. We'll and, see. Yeah, we'll see. McKay may be going there, even despite all these uh, as support he should. from Obama. As, as he, he should. should. I, I mean, agree. all of them. All of them. Yeah. Him, Bruce Orr, yeah. Page, Stroke. All of them. All of them, yeah. All of them are complicit in this scheme, this, quote, insurance policy, yeah. to make sure that President Trump wasn't able to be president. And yep. really, they wanted to take him out. So, yeah. the, election, the election meddling call was coming from inside the House. And We've there's texts for months. There's texts and emails to prove it. Yep. So, let's talk a little bit about foreign affairs right now. We yeah. have this big old mess going on over in Saudi Arabia where Aramco's oil production facility was attacked by Iran, which we now know to be pretty definitively the case, and they launched supposedly from Iranian territory, that's the key there, Yeah. from Iranian territory they launched uh, cruise missile strikes and drones to drone strike the facility, in which they took out about half of the production of the oil at Aramco's facility there, which is key, which is key to the global oil supply. Yeah. And so that's the real issue here. I know a lot of people were freaking out yesterday saying, you know, Trump's tweet said this and that and that he's seizing or ceding U.S. military control to Saudi Arabia. That's a bunch of bull. <laughs> that is a bunch of bull. <laughs> that's the you hear spouted from Putin's best friend. Yeah. Gabbard. Yeah. Tulsi Gabbard. Yeah. Don't believe a thing that she says. She's insane. She pals around with people like Bashar Assad. Yep, but that's, yeah. She is insane. Don't believe her. You got to <laughs> you got to understand that in the in that. The, they love to perk her up because yeah. she's some supposed opposition to President Trump, but she's just lying. And President Trump, what he said in his tweet and what he meant by that tweet was that he's waiting for final verification before he makes any decision in which to help Saudi Saudi Arabia in their response. But he's not going to just unilaterally go at this. Yeah. 
That seems very responsible. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I Supposedly know. from a man who's completely deranged and yeah. is going to set us off into a nuclear World War Three. Well, you know, I wouldn't be against nuking Iran. But <laughs> it's, uh, as I've said many times, but well, it's, yeah. it's Saudi Arabia's war. Yeah. But we need to be participants in this. And yeah. people, I get people's aversion to war or aversion to war, but it at this point, we can't have Iran doing this terrorist. No. No. Around the world. No. They can't be bothering ships in the Strait of Hormuz. Yeah. They can't be bombing oil production facilities. Oil yesterday jumped 15%. Yeah. The largest rise in over 15 years. Yeah. Or about 15 years. Yeah. Since the Bush presidency, which is a long, long time. Yeah, long, long, long last time. We can't have the, the that kind of effect on our oil supply. And President Trump has pre-authorized a potential release from the strategic reserves if the need should arise. Yeah. But we we can't be having these people wreaking havoc like this across the globe. Yeah. They are the foremost state sponsor of terrorism. Yeah. And it's time we start treating them that way as the enemy. And I'm sick and tired, sick and tired of these libs siding with the enemy just because they don't like President Trump. Yeah. And it's what they're doing again. Yeah. You saw it yesterday all yep. day. So... Yeah. I get that we don't want another war, but sometimes you need conflict. That's yeah. what President Trump and used to say yesterday. You don't, you, well, you don't want conflict, but sometimes you need it. Yeah. And let me tell you, it'll be great for business. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if we don't all die. Uh, I think okay. we could wipe the floor with Iran yeah. in in a matter of a week if we really wanted to. Yeah. If we really wanted to. But yeah, the, the, the sanctions have really softened them up. Yeah. I mean, yeah. You know, well, the other thing like, is I don't want President Trump talking to these sons of yeah. Until they cease all terrorist activities through all their proxies, including in Israel, including in Syria, including in Yemen, in Saudi Arabia, in anywhere in Africa, all of it. Yeah. If they stop, then yes, we can actually maybe have a conversation. But if they continue this bullshit, a little chat, there's no use. There's no use. Yeah. They're parading towards a nuclear weapon, and they were going to anyway, even under Obama's nuclear deal. Yeah. So I mean, here yeah, we are. You're absolutely right. Here I we mean, are. That, that that Iran deal was basically just a stopgap to prevent to prevent Obama from yeah. actually bombing those facilities because yeah. he was going to have to bomb them because then, they were they were this close. And then that son of a Ben Rhodes goes on Dude, Twitter. His Twitter feed is nuts. He, the the fact that he has the gall to say anything yeah, I know. after he repeatedly lied to the American people yeah. about what that Iran deal was going to do. Yeah. Proud of that echo chamber that he yeah. Had created. Remember? Yeah. 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 I remember that tweet. Well, that just goes back to the media yeah. parading the leftist talking points yeah. all day every day. It's a mess and uh, it, it is fun to read though that that his, mm-hmm. his Twitter account. Yeah, it's as if like he was never at the White House. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They, well, that's the whole. Life. They try to act like the Obama administration never happened. And I'm yeah. like, no, it happened. Oh, yeah. And it was the direct cause of President Trump. Yeah, that's why you got President Trump was because of how Obama treated this country yep. and treated God loving, gun loving American patriots. You mm-hmm. remember that? Yeah, the clingers. Yep, the bitter clingers. That was the first exposure of their true feelings. Yeah, and then you have Beto. Beto the Beta, come out yeah. here and say, we're going to take all your guns. Soy boy Bob. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And now you even have some Democrats who are saying to Beto, shut the F up. Because you're not supposed to say these things. You know yeah. how it's the something oh, yeah. you say behind the scenes, but yeah. you never say it out in the open? Yeah, exactly. Well, he said it out in the open, yeah. and a lot of Dems are freaking out about this. Let's listen to Democrat Senator Chris Coons and his thoughts on this. Are you supportive of a mandatory buyback program for all of those weapons, all of those assault rifles on 
America's streets right now? I am not. Uh, and I frankly think that that clip will be played for years uh, at uh, Second Amendment uh, rallies uh, with organizations that uh, try to scare people by saying Democrats are coming for your guns. You're damn right we are. Oh. You're damn right we are. <laughs> Thank you, Beto. We should probably send a gift basket to Beto. Well, you know what's funny is they're, <laughs> they're now selling guns with Beto's face on it. Yeah, I, I was thinking about getting That's one myself. <laughs> um, but, you know, I mean, he finally spoke the truth, and it's what we yeah. on the right, and especially Second Amendment supporters, have known for years. And we also now have the Democratic frontrunner, Joe Biden, who supposedly is this big moderate, right? That's yeah. all we ever hear is he's moderate the Joe. only moderate guy that can take on President Trump. Well, we have his gaffe of the day here, and this wasn't even a real gaffe because it was an intended gaffe, but it is a gaffe nonetheless. And he came out against the Heller decision, which was D.C. versus Heller, yep. which... Landmark decision. Which, yes, very, very landmark yeah. decision, which cemented the right, the individual right, to keep and bear arms... For personal defense, let's listen to this because this is a babbling mess. Coming in, Mr. Vice President, from Taylor Bebo. He asks, do you agree with the D.C. versus Heller decision in regards to protecting the individual right to bear arms that are in common use and which are utilized for lawful purposes? I, the answer is I think you can. I, I, I would, I, if I were in the court, I wouldn't have made the same ruling. Yeah, you know, classic, yeah, yeah. classic. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's just unbelievable. At this I mean, point. do they not? I mean, it's funny because Biden was the one when he talked about free speech rights on campus at the University of Delaware, how he's like, liberals have short memories. You're right. I mean, let's not forget that Al Gore probably would have beaten George W. Bush if he didn't appear anti gun. He lost Arkansas, Tennessee, and West Virginia. Yep. With those three states, Bush could have still won Florida outright, yeah. which he did, and Gore still would have won the election. But people thought he was anti-gun, and that's when the Democrats were like, maybe we shouldn't talk about guns much. But yeah. apparently, well, if they, short memories. They, so, yeah, fine. now they're saying what they believe. They want to take the guns. We knew yeah. it all along. Go out there, and the safest bet is to buy guns <laughs> and buy ammunition, as Colonel Kurt Schlichter yeah. says. Uh, last story of the day, a feel-good one here. Yesterday, President Trump presented Mariana Rivera, a great, great American, great Yankees, all-time great, unanimously elected to the yeah. Hall of Fame, the first the, one ever to do the it. The greatest closer of all time. Yep. Some say the greatest pitcher of all time. Yeah. And he was awarded the Presidential Medal of Freedom, which is the highest honor that a civilian can receive. Yeah. But he had a great story about how, how he went about learning English, and he's a proud American. So let's listen to that. When I came here in 1990, I came to Tampa. Didn't spoke no English. The reason why I did that because, I mean, in the team, there were a lot of players that spoke Spanish. So I got a little comfortable and then try a little bit to learn the language. My second year in uh, baseball, I was in Greensboro, North Carolina, where most of the people didn't speak any Spanish. Especially my team is the, even I was a little younger, so the, the guys that spoke Spanish on the team would hang out with the older guys, and uh, I was left out, and I was hanging out with the guys, uh, a friend of mine, Tim Cooper, and uh, another white guy, Bob Deller. Those two I, I asked because I was frustrated. Times that I go to bed crying, not because of the game, but because I was frustrated because I couldn't speak the language. I couldn't speak English. So therefore, 
I told those two teammates of mine, I said, I don't care how much you laugh, and I don't care how much you make fun of me, but please, I give you the permission to laugh and do that, but teach me, teach me the right way. By my surprise, they never laugh at me, and they teach me. By the end of the uh, year, I was able to communicate with my manager, with my teammates, and I was the happiest man in baseball. <laughs> and from that, I would say that my career took off, and uh, I was able to realize that uh, I can do something for others because I knew the language. Now I can relate with someone that's going through the same process that I've been, but at the same time, teach them that yes, learning English is the first thing that we should do. Coming from a small town, beautiful town, beautiful country called Panama, and live with my family here and understand the language and everything that we go through, I'm proud to be an American. Yeah. Great American. Great American, Mariano. He did it the right way. He learned English. He actually made a joke. It wasn't in that quote, but he made a joke to President Trump. He's like, you know, my English still isn't that great. But <laughs> he's like, but at least I learned it, you yeah. know. And a lot of a lot of people don't. No. When we need people to assimilate, that's all I ask from an immigrant yeah. is that they want to assimilate. assimilate. They want to be an American. They espouse American values. They love our flag and they love our country. That's all yeah. you need. None of this, none of this Mexican flag yeah, I don't that like I see that. at the rallies, I don't like and then that taking bit. taking down the American flag, put the Mexican flag up there. Enough of that. At the ice yeah, facility. the ice facility. Yeah. Well, yeah. So that's the feel good story of the day. Uh, we're gonna wrap up for today. We'll be back here on Thursday with Katie to talk about uh, foreign policy happenings with the Israeli elections in Saudi Arabia and Iran. Of course, follow us on Twitter at TriggeredThm and TriggeredPodcast.com. Give us your five star ratings and reviews. We really appreciate all the love. We'll talk to you on Thursday. Have a great day. See ya.